You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. All right, there we go. I think it's good now. I don't know why, but every time we go on site, uh, the board... It has issues because it's a different board than what I'm used to. Because it's the old board that we used to use all the time, and now we just use it to travel. Um, but we're, uh, yeah, so we are traveling. Uh, it's episode 263 of the New Top Podcast. 260 freaking three. Yeah. So freaking three. Freaking three. Um, we are uh, actually on location today. Uh, we are out at a... Um, I don't know. What would you call this, Jen? Jen's on the show with us uh, from Olio. We're going to call this uh, a party. A party? Woohoo! Uh, parking lot party. To yeah. celebrate the uh, the new neighborhood hive up in uh, Sugar Hood. Woohoo! Did you say Sugar Hood? The Sugar Hood. Everyone sugar knows hood. where oh, Sugar Hood is. I thought you said Sugar Hood. I'm like... No, the like Sugar Hood. Pizza Hut? No. Sugar? No, Sugar Hood. No, got it. Got it. Uh, so uh, Two words. Sugar, sugar House. Sugar House. <laughs> sugar Hood. The Sugar Hood. That's how I refer to Sugar Hood. Uh, no, Sugar House. So, um, East Stabbington. We, no, that's, uh, that's South Salt Lake. That's where I work. 21st no, that's West Business Abington. District. Yeah, the 21st Business District. So, um, where, uh, if you're familiar with Oleo and the Bean Hole and Jed's Barbershop, um, there was a place, uh, a block and a half from here. Like, Not very far. Just a little more east. Uh, where Blue Plate Diner was, that, there's a whole area of Sugar House that's being demolished and rebuilt. Um, to in, encourage mixed use, more housing, uh, more retail space. Uh, and so Oleo and the Bean Hole and everyone else that was in that area got kicked out last month at the you end of the month. You could say they Cap paved the paradise to put up a parking boot. Lot. Well, it's not going to be a parking lot, <laughs> but, uh, but they did manage to find. Wow, geez. the dogs have been here for a few minutes. You well, I've been—I've been a little bit busy, Julia. I haven't just been sitting there. <laughs> You're, You're fixing your hair. You, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the dogs! So uh, we—they uh, they were man- You guys managed to find a space uh, with a few different partners, uh, and you're opening up this. I mean, it right now looks like just a building with a bunch of construction going on yeah <laughs> but it's going to be a shared space with um you guys oleo uh and the bean hole and hello bulk for sure right correct and then a number of other things that you guys are going to be doing that we'll get into um so this today this 100 degree friday afternoon at the beginning of june uh, we're out in the parking lot and people are touring inside the building to see what it's going to look like and to help get this thing kickstarted and so, literally kickstarted. I want to point out the first time we had you guys on our show was episode 71. Oh my God. This is episode 260. Is that really the first time? Uh, episode 71. How do you apply your oil? I think that was the first one. That might have been the second or one. Or was that the second? Because the first one was in no, my office. No, because the second one, we were in their old space, and I was part of it. And Oh, yeah, because these are pictures. For, so, no, that isn't even the first one. So, is that the second one? That has to be the second the one. The second one. They were early guests, because they were still in the office. Uh, and convincing Chris to use beard oil. Yeah. Do you remember that? It. I do. I was uh, a staunch not supporter of the beard oil. 
I thought that made you less of a man. If you had to take care of your beard. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, but How then dare Derek you maintain showed, your hygiene? Derek the, showed up in all of his sexy beard man glory and proved us wrong about beard oil. <laughs> Did I hear my name? You yeah. heard your name. You can go take name. that uh, pink mic down there if you want. Come have a seat, dude. It was Turn like it an overnight for switch for you, too. One time we met you and you said, nope, I don't use any product. Yep. And the next time we met you and you're like... All right. My good. beard feels all his right. Beard of glory. And now he hasn't had beard oil for like a week, and he's like, I really need to get some beard oil. I hate it. I'm, I'm hating life. Um, <laughs> well, so Write us up a list. I, it's over here. It's <laughs> down here. It flew away, so I had to go get it and bring it but, back. But now, but now he's got it. Uh, but the, the, the beard oil thing, I mean, it's interesting because I am very much like a don't. You don't need to put stuff in your beard. But I did notice a difference, and it's it's more about beard dandruff for me. Oh, yeah. Anything with the beard oil. I've got the beard and there's something fierce. And the split ends, which I don't have when I'm using the oil. Oh, no, I get split ends still. But, like, it's at length that I get the split ends. I was just going to say, because Jeremy's beard is just a pretend beard. Well, a lot of the split ends are coming from how we cut. Their spaces are all beard. Corporate beard. He just has it so he doesn't look like he's 25. Yeah, I started going yeah, to his baby, baby face. face. <laughs> I started going to the barber. Oh, now. Chris's baby face is even worse. He'd probably look as young as you. Derek's got a baby oh, face, too. Plus, he's bald up here, too. Yep. So then he takes the beard, the mustache, and the hair off. Giant yeah. baby. Then he's, it's yeah, like yeah, a turtle without a shell. Yes. <laughs> and now, I know. When I shave Chris's hair, he's like, he's like, how much hair is there on the top? I'm like, well, I can't really <laughs> see it. And... It doesn't really make any sound up. when I shave it. It's messed so. up. Uh, now I use, though, I do because I shave my head. Um, and I actually use a, a daily shaver on my head now because I hate the stubble so much. Uh, but I use beard oil on my head, too. And beard balm. I use beard balm, too, now because it helps with, like, the crazy outside of the long beard. Because the oil doesn't really go all the way down the beard. It stays up at the face area, mostly. And now at the length you're at. You're perfect. You use the uh, oil up top and then use yeah, your beard butter. Beard is, yep, the you're butter. ready for some butter. butter. Yeah. Well, he just had it trimmed recently. Ah, like a month and a half ago. I need to go back yeah. to the barber. So we found Love we it. did find a really good barber, though, in my neighborhood who does a really good job with beards. That's kind of hard to find a barber who's good with beards. I'm just wondering if he had anything bad to say about the job that you already had on your beard since I've been the one that's been taking care of it. <laughs> No, it's I like the worst beard they'd ever seen in their lives. I Great. think they learned not to say stuff about that because <laughs> all the wives are mixing up the beards. <laughs> They're like, no, we just got more business. Yeah. You've, you've used the tattoo oil, haven't you? I use the tattoo soap whenever I've gotten a new tattoo. That's what I've used to heal them. I got mm. my next one scheduled for October, so I'm going to be using it then too. Ooh. I've been talking to her tattoo artist, so she's she's on the we interviewed she's her on last the make. week. So like three days ago. Wow. Yep. Yeah, we're well, the magic of podcasting. Oh, yeah. When they listen, it'll be last, last week, week. Yeah. not three days ago. <laughs> it could be like three years from now. It could be. We don't Who know knows? And they could have listened to them out of order, so they could listen to this first and then go back and listen it's to true, so But we knows? are all hardcore Oleo supporters, and we've turned almost every one of our friends into hardcore Oleo supporters. We have, because so. we've given it as gifts, and then we get everybody hooked on it. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. You are we are really cool. We are neighborhood dealers. For so, sure. yeah. I want to say the first time we interviewed them, I don't even think you had your space yet. I think you were still. They at, were. They were just the market. They were Stewart. just at the market. Our, the market. The first, the very first time we interviewed you, when I found out that you're Dunford's, because you brought Dunford's. Salt Lake Donut. Yeah, you brought yeah. us the donuts. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. came and visited. So yeah. we, we interviewed like you guys, 
And then we came and visited you at the market. It was it was like five years ago. It was real early. I'm gonna have. It to was really yeah. Here, well, I can just go online and look. You know what's really cool oh, about please. us having a commercial kitchen here? My just a little weird history. Uh, this was like my grandma's neighborhood growing up, so it's kind of cool for me to be doing business up here in East Sugar House. Uh, they own Salt Lake Donut, though, which is what Dunford is now. Uh-huh. Oh. Somebody accidentally let the Salt Lake Donut name go, so guess who owns Salt Lake Donut name now? You guys the grabbed state of it. Utah. You we got grabbed it. it. Heck yeah. We're going to have a commercial kitchen here. You may see some Salt Lake Donuts come back Ooh. to this valley. Yeah, so awesome. Dunford Donuts is his family. That's awesome. Dunford Donuts is now owned by Franz, and yeah. my mom is just an employee there. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's It's gone corporate. So. I can't remember how I heard about that, but I heard about that through my job. Yeah. Through They've... the insurance company. I can't remember what, what was happening or something. Oh, I know. Um, uh, uh, prairie bread. Uh, I can't think of it because we prairie call it Prairie grains. Yes. Or, yeah. When I was talking to him Not because Bimbo? he sold. It's to Franz as well, yeah. <laughs> when... <laughs> When he sold, he was mentioning the other people, and he was like, Dunford. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, yeah. We it's changed, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's just how it works, man. That's business. <laughs> they bought a name. They bought a brand. So I'm looking for the episode. Second, I was having a hard time pulling it up on my phone. Same but anyway, the first time we met, you guys were still doing the farmer's market, like totally farmer's market. But you were just about ready to episode move Episode 36. Space. Episode 36. Damn and I know pass. there was a show you guys Almost came in and 200 recorded ago. before we opened our store. 71. Yeah, that's, that's what we just 71. pulled up. Yeah. Because we came to the shop. You, I, you hadn't quite opened, but you were But in. it was about the grand opening. Of yeah, just closed. like what we're doing here today. We came to your grand opening. We did the podcast. We did the show. My, how we've all grown. We've huh? been growing up Haven't together because now together? we have a studio and we have a home board and a way board and all sorts of stuff. A wayboard. So yeah, we we've been with you guys on this crazy train like almost the whole time. Well, Heck ever yeah. since you went brick and mortar, it's for been sure. great. I don't know. I saw, but I, I got, mean that's what the farmer markets are great for, right? You meet so yeah. many amazing friends, people, so many other small business, and then you know your connections just you know that's the networking. Your connections just get better and better through the years. Well, it's been kind of fun because with Chris doing his stuff, he did that little video thing for you and that was yeah. really fun to listen to and that's see what, some of the that old that stuff. That's so, so cool. Nice. That's what I we was We saved it a little say. bit. We're going to start hammering it out pretty hard now. That's a great video. Some of those early pictures that I got access to are fantastic. Like I had to dig like deep into your Instagram too to find some of them. They're really good. Like those like the first markets that you guys did over at Wheeler Farm and some good stuff, some high quality photos. So that kind of brings us to the whole point of why we're here. Jen, do you want to expand, expound, tell Both. the listeners what's going on? Yeah, I'd love to. You can chime in too, Derek. You can talk. We're so happy that you guys are here to celebrate this with us, really. It's fantastic. So what we're doing here at 2065 East, 2100 South, is we've taken this 5,000 square feet that 21st Yoga used to occupy. They were here for four years, and they they closed up in April, COVID. Um, so, you know, the same as the space that we were in, we found out that space through Jed, the bean hole, and we sat on that for a year. Are we ready? Can we do this? Can we make enough product, you know? And so that fell through. Well, this has been almost the same story. When COVID started, we said, how can the 
all of us businesses get together, that if COVID did happen again, we'd be able to support each other. People would be able to come up, do pickup services. Um, and it makes biz, it makes sense. All three of us, Hello Bulk, the Beanhole, and Oleo have been doing business together for as long as we've known you guys. We've been doing business with the Beanhole since Sugar House Farmer Market days back Three on Fairmont ago. Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> Three months ago. The cool thing about what we're doing here, too, um, there's not a lot of... Uh, training for small businesses sure goldman sachs has that nice program you can go to community college and take some business classes but who's going to teach about the insurance guy who's going to teach about the trademarking who's going to teach you what you need to do to actually set up that business, business to licenses, go getting through the business city. licenses so we're kind of going to be that for other small businesses the stepping stone between maybe doing a farmer's market with a tent to their first step into a brick and mortar with a lot less risk for them while they're starting out their business. So Jen mentioned that that there's going to be some space in the middle for that kind of transitional person who is kind of growing out of the market like you did, but not quite ready to get that brick and mortar. So let's talk about kind of some of that space. Um, Yeah, we are going to have a commercial kitchen here, a commissary kitchen. One of our things was how do we monetize this by just, other than just our three businesses paying rent to the neighborhood hive, right? So part of that is a commissary kitchen, which is becoming more scarce in the Salt Lake Valley. All these neighborhoods out in the industrial areas are doing the same thing that Sugar House did years ago, building up, living, breweries. You can't afford to have a commissary kitchen there anymore. So that's part of our goal here is to have that commissary kitchen so small businesses can come in, produce it. They have the choice. They can sell it here or they can go sell it in a food truck or at a farmer's market. Well, I was going to say, that's one thing we were talking about kind of before we started the show is food trucks. No matter what the food truck is, they have to have a home base. They have to have a, they have to have a commissary. Whether they use it or not, they have to have it listed for their business license. So this would be perfect, even if it's a place that maybe needs it once a week. Yeah, well, and that's... A commercial kitchen is going to be totally isolated from the rest of our business here. So it'll be usable 24-7. So I think that that's great for, for the food trucks or, or for other people. Or are your thoughts someone like they're starting a cookie business? More like to, small bakeries, yeah. hummus companies, Similar to what companies. you guys did with Amy when Amy was in your space right. at the other Correct. location. Right. I miss her spices. We're really looking forward to maybe... A salsa and a bread person coming in the morning producing and selling throughout the day. We might have some to-go items up at the cafe portion. Yeah, that would be a really good partnership to have like a like a budding baker, you know, do bakery oh, stuff during the, the day. I was just going to say, this place is going to smell so coffee. good. Well, kitchen. and with the, because that, this will be done much sooner than the new development. <laughs> so you guys are going to have kind of the market cornered, so to speak. Shit. Pause. There we go. That was a brief intermission. <laughs> I did a stupid. Ju- Julia spilled it water. It was the wind, though. It wasn't you. Yeah, yeah it was my cup. 
that I was right this next week to. on the gates are always trying to ruin our podcast equipment. Feel water, eating your steaks and ruining your lives. <laughs> no, that's okay. Editing's wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's helpful. I should write the time down so I actually edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna have these kind of episodes. I uh, I end up editing a lot because we're gonna end up talking today to uh, pretty much everyone involved here. I think at some level, but. Yeah, the uh, the idea of this place, and you guys are going to have a huge head start on anything new that comes into that new development. Yeah, uh, where our old shop was, it's almost a block of two buildings of brand new living. Yeah. One level of retail. So having our businesses here, the bulk market, zero waste business here, I think is going to blow up. No, nobody's seen that up here on the east side no, of and Salt it does. Lake. The bulk market does really well downtown, right? And so having it up here, I mean, and this is a this is a walking community. People love to walk to places up here, bike or skateboard or whatever. It is, and we've talked about you know our support for the local entrepreneurs, but this is also a community space. This space is going to be rentable for events. We are going to have concerts out here in the parking lot. We're going to have food truck rallies out here in the parking lot. Uh, and yeah. classes galore. Everybody knows about our classes at Bean Hole, Oleo, and Hello Bulk. Now they'll be you haven't all three seen at once. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> so we, we traded out Jen for Jamaica, and she is part of Hello Bulk. So she's sitting down with us now. Yep. So it, do you want to talk about your portion of the Neighborhood Hive for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Well, a good point just came up that this is walkable. This is in a neighborhood. And really, our vision is to have accessible, packet-free grocery stores in neighborhoods all over the place. There should be options. And we've grown. We've been in business for over three years now in Utah. And we've grown in you know ways that we could try to be sustainable and keep our feet under us. And we... First, we were in a warehouse on the west side of Salt Lake City, and then we actually got a storefront, but in in great part to something called the Give Group. So we had a free lease, and it was not maybe the best location, but it allowed us to to explore our model and get our feet under us and let our customers get used to this new way of doing things, which is all about changing habits. And so... We've had this time to sort of organically just grow and learn, and we're ready to be in these neighborhoods and offer this concept that we've tested and worked out and feel confident about now um, to a lot of people here in the Salt Lake City area. So it's exciting. Yeah. So just for those that don't know about your business, you take half a second and explain you what can take more than do? half a second. This is a long form podcast. Yeah, well, this you can take like more a, than half a second. This is like an <laughs> hour and a half to seconds. two hour podcast, so you're good to go. Yeah, so tell us about your business. Tell us what you do. All right, so we really strive to have a wide variety of goods available by weight so people can use their own containers. You can bring your own containers from home, and that can be anything from a brown sugar bag that you're reusing as a Ziploc snack bag over and over again, or a liqueur bottle that is now a beautiful olive oil vessel. But we just, we're functioning on the premise that you have enough containers and you have enough packages, and there's really no reason to be purchasing them with everything you buy in a grocery store. So we offer all sorts of body care household cleaners, um, zero waste accessories too, like scrub brushes, a whole bunch of grocery, lots of local, lots of organic. And we offer 
a, the vast majority of it by weight. We have a few packaged goods, but they're, we try to be really environmentally friendly with our packaging choices. So it's really kind of like flipping the conventional grocery store model on its head when it comes to, it's not this big, huge store full of packaged goods in this little bulk section. Instead, it's a big, huge bulk section and a few packaged goods that were sort of thought thoughtfully curated so that you could do some one-stop shopping. So when you open up here, are you closing the store in Salt Lake or is this a second location? This will be our second location. When are you going to move into Kearns? Because uh, I, I would love to shop at your store every week, but coming out here is a little difficult sometimes. It's great. We want to grow. We want to grow aggressively. And this is really, depending on some funding that we're trying to line up, this might be the year. But it's also the year that we're moving our, our main store to. So our oh, warehouse is in West Valley, which has been kind of tough. And then our main store is in West Salt Lake City, and we are we are merging those two together in one super hyper functional system, which we're really excited about in um, June or July, depending on how quickly that build out is done. So we're, once we have that home base that's really functional and set up, I think that the sky is the limit, and we're excited for this one. This is our this will be our second location, and it's really different here. I mean, this is a community market where. Some there are some shared expenses, yeah. so it, it really is a buffer for small businesses. They get to have a brick and mortar with less risk in a lot of ways, and we're excited to try this model out as a business. I yeah, I'm part owner in the hive, but I'm a business that's going to try this model out. I'm a guinea pig too because we want to repl- replicate this. Yeah, I really like the idea of being a uh, like a small business incubator, really, right? So you're not necessarily like you think of like incubators, and a lot of people think of Silicon Valley and um, you know private investors spending a lot of money on new startup companies. I think of chickens. Well, that's because you're an urban farmer. So <laughs> I think of chickens. But this kind of location and, and what you guys are trying to do here, I think, is fantastic because it does give those people because you know. Venture capital money doesn't usually go into um, coffee roasters or bakeries. <laughs> like that's very rare. But those businesses are what really run, you know, everyday life for people. And so to have a, a space where you guys can actively help other businesses get on their feet and and try their hand at actually running a business in a kind of a lower risk sort of situation is fantastic. I'm really happy to see that happening. So, how did you guys get started? The hive? Yeah. No, 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 no. You guys. Hello, bulk. Hello, bulk. Yeah. How? Well, how did? You, I mean, did you just wake up one well, day and go, "Hey"? I well, they're it. not both hello, bulk. Jared. No, that's Jed from the Bean that, Hole. Yeah, that's so, the Bean okay, Hole. Well, <laughs> sorry, I just sorry. Need, Jeremy uh, hasn't been introduced appropriately. That's okay. I just sidled in anyway. No, you're fine. So yeah, let's start with hello, bulk. Like, how did you? Well, I sell the Bean Hole at Hello Bulk quite so proudly. So that's right. She's so that's where I can get it right now. That your other shop's closed. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. We sell it. I, bring your own package. Pick the, up local. That's my preferred coffee when I drink it, which isn't very often. In all right. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, Hello Bulk was, first of all, just a weird idea I had when I started at uh, Wild Oats oh, yeah. way back when. And we had body care and lotion, like lotion, shampoos, conditioners in the, what was it called at the time, the, like the vitamin department. And you could buy it by bulk in bulk by weight and I loved it and I loved shopping in the bulk department because I was a single mother and I was watching my budget and I could buy what I needed and I didn't find myself doing that stupid thing where you get bullied into the value size because you're like it's 
better. You're it's like, better it's only value. 50 cents more and to buy huge. five pounds versus three yeah. pounds. And so then you have food waste and you're not eating stuff that's very fresh. And I just, I hated it. I loved shopping in bulk. And I, I thought year after year, how come I can't buy this in bulk or that in bulk or why can't, and especially shampoo. When I'd finished shampoo, I would say, it drives me crazy that I now have to take this bottle and I can't just refill it. Like, I have to recycle it in this flawed recycling system and buy a new bottle. And there's probably still some left in the bottom you can't ever get to anyway. That's very true. <laughs> so it just was a pet peeve of mine that stuck with me for a long time. And then I, I was in grocery for years and years and years. I went and worked for, well, it became Whole Foods, and then I was with Sunflower when it became Sprouts. And I was a broker for a bit. And in the end, I just started seeing these types of stores that I had created in my mind in other countries and i said i'm the one to do it somebody else is going to do it if i don't um with all this grocery background i want to do it here in utah and i just got to be in my bonnet and did well i think it's been fairly successful i know a lot of people that that love your store in salt lake and go to it frequently so we have the best customers Ever and I, I, ne- I didn't even think about that before I started the store. Like I did, I don't know we're how. Dedicated. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are, are. so. They are they're the bunch. kindest, smartest, they most are. dedicated people. So loyal, so fun, and we've just watched them adjust their habits. And we have so many customers that between our store and the farmers market, they just don't purchase plastic. It's crazy, but you can do it with some local resources. Yeah. Oh, the farmer's market starts up this weekend, too. I'm excited Ooh. for that. Yeah. To happen. Dude, this is going to be after the farmer's market starts. Well, when they hear it. <laughs> the farmer's market has started. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Julia. Make sure to go this weekend. <laughs> update. Update. So we haven't asked you yet because, you know, we're on location um, and we're just kind of doing things freely. But, but we do like to ask anyone that's on the show what month they were born in. December. December. So March. So March, babies. What were your parents doing in March? They were probably celebrating St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. It. Look at him. <laughs> St. Patrick's Jamaica, Day. I think. Yeah. No, they didn't. I was named after a song. <laughs> I know. I knew the real story. I just thought that was a perfect. Time. Were you Were you born here in the Salt Lake area, or did you Logan. migrate here, Logan? Logan. Mm-hmm. Logan, Utah. Yep. So you're you're Utah through and through, then, huh? Yeah, and I I went to school up there as well. Nice, yeah. nice. It's a good school. So what brought you to Salt Lake? Just getting out of Logan? Honestly, oh, I don't, I don't know. It was I was living in Oregon, and oh. then we um, had a, a divorce, and it was like, go be by family. You're going to be a single mom with two young boys, and and it was the place to be. So I came back and uh, settled in. I haven't really left since, other than some trips. But yeah, I mean, well, now you got a business here, so just oh. leave up and leaving isn't easy. No, it's getting easier. I'm getting really into our sourcing now, and COVID put all these weird kinks in sourcing. Oh yeah. And um, as I'm training up and getting the store to function a little better without me, I am quite literally driving places for goods oh, and awesome. creating relationships with other zero waste stores so we can all improve our sourcing so that's really cool that's really cool i was gonna say you should uh you should talk to the ruby snap lady tammy and her sourcing she gets to fly she's like oh i'm gonna go to bali and check out my uh vanilla. my vanilla plantation owners <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah because she can't get vanilla so she's just gonna buy she's just gonna set up her own plantation yeah. in bali it's brilliant it's yeah. cheaper 
Yeah, well, because like well, all the plantations, the vanilla plantations, are actually paving way for coffee beans. Coffee beans. Actually, so a lot of the vanilla production is dropping. So she's like, I'm just going to go make my own plantation. I witnessed that in Tahiti as well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. of coffee and vanilla together. Yeah, because they grow close together really well. You know, one's a tree and one's not, so. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Captain That's Obvious. Insightful, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she gets to take a lot of trips, but she sources like exotic ingredients, not so much local stuff. Well, because for the cookies and stuff. But so the other voice that you hear is Jet, and he's with the Bean Hole. That's correct. And they were in the same building as I guess it's the same building. It was cl- enclosed was by in a, a breezeway. It was in the same motel. Yeah, <laughs> same landlord. <laughs> right. As uh, as Jen and Derek at Olio, and so whenever. We'd go over there on a Saturday. Chris was super excited, and he'd even double drink so coffee here, yeah, sometimes and get here, really jacked up. Here's the worst thing. So <laughs> the first thing I would do is I would go to the farmer's market, especially, you know, in the summer, cold brew is my jam. And, you know, um, Buzz has a really good nitro cold brew that they do, and they sell tons of it in the summer. So I'd go get, like, a huge thing of their cold brew, or, like, two of them sometimes. Uh, and then I'd come up to Olio to hang out with Jen and Derek, and I'd stop by Jed's place and get his cold brew. And by the time I'm driving home, I'm like, shit, I've had, like, three cold brews in a span of about an hour. The islands are sweating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to have a heart attack? <laughs> no, I'm conditioned for this. <laughs> Uh, once a week is not conditioning. <laughs> it was very tough. I felt like I was having a heart attack on the drive home many times. Uh, but that's okay because it's, it's still that cold brew is the best. It's so good. Awesome. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll do your, we'll do this properly this time. Month you were born. July. October. Yeah. Like me. Yeah, Halloween. That's why I like Halloween a lot. Yeah. There you go. Halloween baby. <laughs> Parents were celebrating <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> So tell us Next a little July, bit. You were born. There you go. <laughs> so tell us a little about the bean hole and how that started. And it really started in my garage. That's you know, and I, it's like the home brewer. It's like the uh, home brewer um, aspect of, of taking something that you really like and turning it into a job, and then maybe starting to hate it someday. Didn't happen for me, and doesn't happen for most brewers. But it happens in a lot of ways. Um, so basically, I was giving away tons of coffee. <laughs> yeah, here, try this out. Try this out. Same, same with the home brewer, right? You got to share. Did you buy a roaster then, and you were just kind of? At the time, I had a hot air popper. The uh, yellow and white popcorn pumper was my fave at the time, and they were about two bucks if you could find them. You had to be sly, though. There's a few guys out there looking for them, and gals. You just decided one day, like I should, I just want to try my hand at roasting my own coffee. There was a little side note that kind of got me hooked on it just a little bit. There was an old shop in Holiday called uh, Java Jim's. I don't know if anybody remembers. Yeah, that. yeah, I remember Java Jim's. And there was uh, my now wife she was just my girlfriend back then but her uncle was uh, a realtor in the area and they they really liked that shop and they thought it'd be really cool if they could just call up for a closing and get a bunch of lattes showed up and so they were like we're gonna buy this place because we've been selling so much stuff and uh this was you know a long time ago i'm not gonna say how many years but very long ago if you remember java gyms you know that was a long time yeah so anyway they uh, asked me if i would be interested in running that shop and i was working this job in park city that was just a family-run business kind of thing that was you know we weren't killing it but it was fun and uh, I went and checked it out and immediately started kind of poking around. And I was hanging around a lot more. For a new guy, I was definitely more interested in the roasting, and he knew that. And uh, in the meantime, I started looking at uh, how to roast at home. And there was some rudimental stuff like a cast iron pan, some crazy stuff like that. And uh, you never knew really what you could do with that. And the, the hotter part wasn't that much different. However, it was... Uh, really easy to do a reasonable amount, like a, a third of a cup or so. 
And so a couple of batches in that guy, you could tell when it was done. It would let you know. You know, but just looking over it and standing over it and smelling it as it was coming out of that roaster and deciding that moment when you're going to try and pull it. And this La Florida from Peru is supposed to have a lemon zest. And you're like, <laughs> make that up. And you're like, was it really there? You're the just, one getting fancy with the spices. Those, those guys got it. And so, um, yeah. And then I just realized immediately that that was a really um, interesting thing to do. I had been a baker for a few years before that. So I really understood that whole caramelization, I thought. Of the uh, same with malt and brewing kind of aspect of like how the the sugars start to convert and and you can turn those into something more delicious than just um, you know a, a basic malt or a basic grain. So it's fascinating to me, and it was also really hard to pin down. Um, every origin, there's a lot of different varietals. There's all kinds of uh, terroir to throw in there. There's a million different factors that can be anything like wine, very similar to wine. Like one year could be completely different than the next. And I've had coffees do that to me. But at the same time, I thought it was fascinating that it was hard to pin down. And so I just started going and going and roasting and giving it all away. (laughs) (laughs) And at what point did you decide, I should start selling this instead of giving it away? It wasn't me. It was my wife. (laughs) You're spending all your money. She's She's like, like, I'd really like you to make some money on this. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to do this, we should write off some trips to tropical places. I was like, oh, great idea. So how many many, uh, times have you been to Costa Rica? Uh, just once, but it was good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. We have a hard time going back to places. We like to keep moving and trying out new places and checking stuff out. So, we before we had our children, who are now eight and eleven, um, we did that quite a bit. And so we were actually a business for about six years before we ever opened our doors. And do you do you guys? I mean, do you source like your your beans from mostly the same place, or are you sourcing them from all over the world? Currently, we've branched out just a bit. Um, for the most of my career, I mostly went through uh, a supplier out of Seattle that I met going through. Um, Got to back up just a little bit. I roast on a Diedrich roaster, which is built in Sandpoint, Idaho. Um, and I went to their course before I had a roaster because I knew I liked theirs. That's who Java Jim's had, who I eventually the feds to finish that story came and put the lock on his door yeah and so i didn't i didn't get in trouble with that because i wasn't involved but um i knew that i liked his roaster and it was a dr uh, a diedrich roaster and so I, I really enjoyed the what it seemed he had controllability of that so i went to their school and uh and that was a lot of fun but uh when i got lost with all the backstory there um anybody yeah, we're, we're ta- no, we're talking about uh, where you source your. Where you're sourcing? Oh, the sourcing. So Seattle. I met I met Atlas through uh, Diedrich School when I was up there. That's where I was getting at, and so they were really super handy for a guy like me who was a very. I mean, literally, my first five years, we barely were a blip on the map. I was only open on Saturday, which is awfully weird. And then we did start the Sugar House Farmers Market our first year, and it was difficult. I didn't know what to do about that, but they were uh, very straightforward about being able to uh, put together a palette for me that had. Um, you know, a bunch of different varieties. I didn't have to have like five or six of one bag to order from them. I could just order one bag of, of, uh, you know, Guatemalan Tikal and I could order one bag of their espresso. And, and, and so it was super easy for me to do that. And I started out with about four bags of coffee. That was it. It took me about, I thought if I could sell these in like two months, we're going to make some money. And it took me about a year. <laughs> yeah. How big is a bag? When you say a bag, 50 pounds? Um, no, uh, the smallest ones I buy, I do buy a 60 pound uh, decaf bag occasionally, but, uh, uh, my espresso comes in 100s. Uh, most Hawaiians will come in 100. Uh, the Central Americans come in about 153, and the, uh, African coffees typically are about 134. And what's your, what's your absolute favorite bean and roast? I'm really partial to my Papua New Guinea. Yeah, I don't know exactly why. It's really odd. And I've had a few different over the years. The one I have right now is not my absolute favorite New Guinea coffee, but um, it's still really good. And it's definitely one of my top sellers for sure. 
And I got to go there one time. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think awesome. that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah. The people were amazing. Yeah. yeah, that would be a fun trip for sure. Like so, I can't. so what is your number one selling coffee? Um, Costa Rica. And yeah, it's right there. The PNG, the, the, the New Guinea, and the Costa Rica are my two top sellers. And they are my darker roast too. I don't know if that's huh. just demographically. I'm dealing with a different crowd that's not necessarily into the super light roast, which I also offer. But um, and I, I guess a super light roaster might say I don't necessarily roast light. You know, I, I let it get the first it's crack like at a least. Light, a medium, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's still it's still right there. But I'm I'm listening to the time of development before it gets into the second crack and trying to determine where that best spot you, stop that is. Do you think that dark roast love is because of companies like Starbucks that roast all their crap over over? like hours over forever as well so they've been doing it a long time yeah yeah so i think it takes a long time to crack that person from having a a really dark roast habit to something that's a bit more um you know tangy or what they might have considered bitter or you know if you if you step back from it a lot of times um some of the lighter roast coffees aren't aren't that palatable to everyone i love the light roasts plus they have more caffeine that's another major factor (laughs) for people they there's i have people who buy for that reason they'll they're like i don't really you know i I need it for yeah i can't i I like lemon zest but i really like a kick in the pants i really don't like the uh the dark roast quite as much i'm I'm a much more like firm light to medium roast kind of guy my cold brew i I prefer my cold brew in a little bit darker roast i think it brings out a lot more chocolate notes for sure and uh you know some of that roasty bits of the drum are really nice with the with the darker roast in the cold brew it just mellows it out so much more than what you get when you react it with the hot water and jet always makes an extra effort for us to bring in organic coffee too i do these guys are i have a, my protocols for them are different than what people buy at my shop organic and fair trade and one thing that we are up against there is it's very expensive to get organic certification oh yeah like there are i, I mean I guess, God bless them, I don't know, but all these certifications, whether it's non-GMO, organic, gluten-free, it's it, it's really alienating for a lot of small makers. And so we know that Jed, yeah, he doesn't have an organically certified roaster, but he brings in fair trade, organically grown coffee beans. Also, his his uh, coffee is gluten-free. No Thank you. Ingredients. I can put that stamp. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's gluten free. I like it when people put organic on, or not organic, uh, gluten, gluten free on just like random, like random stuff. Grapes. Like, like yeah. juice. <laughs> You're like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for inviting us out to do this with you guys. This is, uh, this is a great little place. I'm, ex- I'm, so, I'm so excited for this to open. I want it to be open. Tomorrow, no. I'm sure they do too. Oh, we do. It's it's uncomfortable. We when you asked Jamaica earlier, like how long how long you been working on this? Over a year, you know. And we knew the end was in sight, and we just had to really try to get it right, get it as close as we could to get going on it. And it, it's been a struggle the whole time to try and really pin it down. And we probably can't. I think it's going to be a moving target for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. But it's exciting. There's nothing like it in town, and we are thrilled to just be a part of it and and just try this model out and fine tune it and make sure that we have something that we can put into another neighborhood someplace you know because it benefits the neighborhood it benefits our neighborhoods yeah i I mean there's some space for sure i could (laughs) i could give you some spots uh, right by Stan's Market and Rancho Market. Oh, All yeah, right. that would be awesome. Yeah. They, hate would be each, they hate each other so much. They have, like, their parking lots are, like, touching, but they have them all barricaded, so you can't go between them. <laughs> Which one is this? Uh, out in Kern. Out in Kern. Oh, yeah. I haven't been to that one. I worked for Rancho. Yeah, so Stan, yeah. so it used to be in a different spot, but Stan's Market is, is in Kern's on 54th and, like, 
right before Fort. Well, Stans wasn't. Oh, and Stans the mark is, that Stans has been there forever. Yeah. And then Rancho moved into a building that opened up right beside them, and they literally touch, and they just. It used to be a craft store. Yeah. It's great though to have those two because Stans is a really great little local grocer as right. well. And, Neat. Um, and yeah. Rancho is amazing. Yeah, yeah love we Rancho. love Rancho. Their bakery's the best. Woman owned, woman grown, man. Yeah. The place driven. is awesome. Yeah, I love Rancho. They've got really good fresh meat and really good bakeries. Their bakery, man. That, like that, that place, man. Just, I could produce. get in such trouble. Yeah. Produce. <laughs> you need produce in this town, you go to Rancho or you go to Sprouts. Like the yep. best produce. Yep. And, no, and no different cost. Than in fact, Rancho's cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really and that, they will get organics every once in a oh, while yeah. if they get it, if they find something that works. So, yeah. So, Jed, where are you roasting right now with your spot gone? Well, this is a fascinating side note because uh, honestly, I couldn't have gotten luckier uh, last winter. And this kind of ties in when you asked me about the sourcing as well, because uh, I, I said until recently, you know, I, I'm just branching out into some other avenues, and I have. Uh, I had a gentleman named Ethan that, that came to me during the winter. I think it was just, just the first of the year. And he asked me if, you know, he's, he told me he was starting to try and import more green coffee into Salt Lake City. And, and uh, if I'd be interested in talking to him about that, I said, of course. And I told him who I worked with, and he was very familiar with them. He even knew my salesperson. And, uh, and that, I was pretty impressed with that. But he also spent a lot of time with Alchemy. He was good friends with Jason down there. And so am I. We used to play music together, but um, that's another story. Uh, and uh, Oh, that's my boy. I was getting creepered by the Cooper. <laughs> and anyway, so um, we, uh, again, I'm sidetracked easily, but um, I know we were talking about where, something. Where, where, you where you're roasting in oh, the yes. in-betweens. Yeah, so um, they, I ended up uh, getting a couple of bags of New Guinea coffee that I mentioned earlier thrown on their pallet because I had just ordered, but I couldn't get it from my supplier. And so Ethan brought it in on their pallet, and he told me it was going to come in on their pallet and said, you know, come on down, and I'll introduce you to these guys, and uh, you can grab your coffee and take it back to your shop. And that was great. You know, and this, at this point, we really didn't have a fine timeline that we were getting out. And they, I met them, but they knew, and we talked, we talked the story, and, and they really have done such a great job of growing their business in like three years. They've really done a great job. And I've obviously hobbled mine intentionally for a long time, partly because of that creeper that was just behind me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on dad duty. So I met these guys, and they were amazing. They were, their whole family was involved. It was like, uh, the, Sadie the, was the barista, their daughter, and then both, uh, Brandy and uh, Garland, uh, the married couple, that they were the ones who both roasted, and so and they were super cool about the fact that whoever's day it was, they didn't really it wasn't like a thing. They just whoever's in the mid roast that day, and so I I started hanging around there a little bit more. When I told them that you know we were going to get kicked out, they literally offered up their roaster to me. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. It, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm not kidding. You. I mean, I've like I said, I've been in the game ten years, but I haven't been a, a major player. But um, I never met anyone in the city that, other than I will give uh, Patrick from Blue Copper solid props on that because he's, he's a good dude. And we met at Craft Lake years ago, and we just hit it off. And so we always keep in touch. But other than that, I'd never really met anybody that was, like, really eager to be friends. They were cordial, stuff like that. You know, and I started, honestly, uh, Blue Copper and I and uh, LaBarba all started the same year. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot oh. of people, you know, I, I don't get, I get a little street cred for, you know, when I tell them I've been, been, been at it 10 years, but at the same time, um, those guys knew they had a very solid plan and they did a really good job executing it. And so has Kings Peak and they're amazing, but they're also amazing people. And I, I give them so much credit for that. I, I wish that I had met them sooner. That's really cool. That's and it, really awesome. it seems really reciprocal as well. They are so cool to me and, and they just, the, the day that I went down and, and really spent some time with them, I sat with uh, Brandy and Garland 
And uh, it was the first time I'd been in a room with two other roasters and had a conversation that wasn't anything other than just curious. And we nerded out hard. Hard. That's the best. That's the best one you can Oh, find. it was good. I came home afterwards and my wife's like, you okay? And I was like, I don't think I am. I'm, I'm twitchy. I haven't <laughs> sat in a room with two other roasters and just rapped. You know, there's no judgment there. It it's, was just. It's weird because when you're in a, you know, when you're in a small community like a, a craft roasting community, there is, we see this a lot with distillers and brewers locally where you're, you're competitive with them because they're your direct competitors. But in some arenas, they're really, nice and easy to talk to and they're happy to bounce ideas off of others and then sometimes they're just like no i can't talk to you you're you're a competitor maybe we're in this like newly formed sort of guild together so we can get some laws passed but at the end of the day you're my competitor i'm not sharing trade secrets with you i'm not talking about the experience and i've always been jealous of the brewers guild because i'm a brewer as well but because i've always noticed that they they recognize that they'll all float higher all those ships are going to float higher if if the you local, together and not it's so time. simple. And the coffee industry in Salt Lake just hasn't, I, w- I mean, they haven't come looking for me if they have. <laughs> and there was a point, there was a collective that started and Garland was one of those members. And so was, uh, uh, you guys familiar with Chad Wagner? He did the Coffee Buggy podcast. Pretty yeah, cool kid. Yeah, yeah. He's moved to Texas now and he's starting his own cold brew company out there. Odd enough. Awesome. Yeah. Odd side note. But he's a great kid and he was hustling that whole idea. And he came to me and I interviewed with him as well. And we, it was very off the cuff. Like, they just threw, threw his phone up, and we started going. I'd never even met him before. It was odd. But, and it went long. <laughs> so do you, do you distribute coffee to any local shops or, or, or coffee baristas or anything We like do. Uh, so, yeah, Honest Abe's, right up the street, where the Harbor uh, Steak and Seafood Company. I've been taking coffee to Harbor for ever since they opened up. I went and accosted them immediately, and I was like, you guys doing coffee? And they're like, yeah, we just do presses. And I was like, well, I'm your guy. They're like, okay, bring us some coffee. And I was like, that was it. And then that same uh, group of people uh, opened up Abe's, and they had that plan in the works for a while. It took them a while to get it going. And uh, and they were out the gate. They're like, you're going to be our roaster. As soon as we get this going, you're our roaster. And they and they really got like clotheslined by COVID hard. Uh, they just opened up, and then they pivoted and started selling uh, stuff from the restaurant out of the out of the drive up, which was brilliant. And they just like took the menu down a notch or two and, and made some brilliant like shepherd's pie and chicken pot pies killer stuff stuff that travels yeah. well and sorry yeah i got a little sidetracked on that one too but um so Abe's now i just want a chicken pot pie <laughs> it's so good they might have them i don't know <laughs> it's like you got to call them up and see because they, they keep they hold them at Abe's still they still have them. it was too popular they couldn't quit doing it yeah i mean and if if, if you listeners can't tell the kind of enthusiasm that all of all of the guests that we've been talking to, from Jed to Jamaica to Jen and Derek, the enthusiasm they have for other local businesses is just through the roof. Like I, I have not heard them ever talk bad, and I've talked to Jen and Derek a lot over the years. <laughs> I've never heard them talk bad about a single business. No, thank like you. Even ones that wrong them, they don't talk bad about them. And it's it's a uh, it. it you're the kind of people that that should be running a business that helps incubate other small businesses because it's just such a a, a wonderful experience for people. I think. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're hoping for the best. You know, I mean, it's it's such a great idea. These guys actually came to me. It was kind of a combination of uh, our buddy Landon Clark over at the Shukri House Community Council. He came over and he's like, "You guys should get that yoga space because they're going to kick you out of here." He's been warning this for a long time. <laughs> get well, out. I remember like get out. like four years ago talking to Jen and Derek, and they're like, "Yeah, they keep bringing people out here." No one wants to buy it because they're going to have to bulldoze it and clean up all the crap in the ground. Yep. But 
So, but eventually someone will buy it. And it's the beauty of what what's going down. And, uh, you know, I, I take a little credit for uh, getting uh, Jen and Derek to come over. 100% credit. <laughs> uh, there was a salon that they needed, and I was like, I kind of want it, but it doesn't really fit what I need. But they would be really good over there. And they did. And it yeah. was awesome. We we sat on that for a year, too. Yeah. Yeah, right? we waited we, on a little bit. We've been on this for a year, so that's our magic. It was hard to rent. So that was the weird thing about being over in that space when everybody knew we were leaving. Like nobody could just come in and just set up shop and plan on sticking around because they knew it was going to get torn down. And it protected us for a lot of years from buyers. Yeah. Cause, yeah, it was too expensive and they just couldn't get it and they couldn't stitch the properties together. And now you look at it, that fence is massive. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a so lot of, big. That's a lot of stuff going. Yeah. It's going to be huge. I'm not saying that. I mean, honestly, like that kind of development I think is, is vitally needed. I mean, that was a lot of old stuff that wasn't like historically quality old stuff. If, right. If that makes there's, sense. there's some blighted bits. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it will do the Blighty bits. That's the name of the episode. Blighty bits. I'm, we're moving on up now though to the hive. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll do the community a lot of good to have that kind of space. It's just tough when it's displacing, you know, good local businesses that are thriving. Uh, but I it's think- good that you guys were able to find this location that's so close because you're not gonna you're not gonna lose people from the neighborhood. You know, right. we we it's looked at so next many store now. It really is. We looked at so many places too, and you know, we owe a lot to the the owner of this Amazing. property for how he Olsen worked family. with us, chose our concept. Mm-hmm. Yep, Wade Olson and his group and. You know, that's what it takes. Somebody, the owners of these places say, no, I choose local over corporate. Well, honestly, like, it, maybe the way it, did, it happened might not have been so ideal that you got kind of kicked out of where you'd chosen, but a corner lot as opposed to where With you this were. Right. Because, like, like, I mean, I knew down. where you were, but the even every time it was like. The hardest part about our place is, you know, you have to find us the first time, right? And that's the hardest one. And that's well, and what we kind of like. Yeah. Once you find us <laughs> once. Like you, you would, like I would get up there and be like, where's the, dr- oh, there's the driveway. You know, so like yeah. this is not that, you're not going to have that. You can't problem. miss this place. No. I know it's, I'm moving up. And the that's front. why we want to bring, nervous. that's why we want to bring all the love in. Yeah. We want to bring all the different entrepreneurs. We have a lot of space here to create with people, talk with people, network and it's too good not to share. Well, yeah. and the council is is all about this. I mean, Derek's on the council, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they're um, all about it. It's and, just Derek. But, <laughs> but I mean, the fact that... No, actually, Landon and Brandon and Jed, long before uh, Derek, they're just a good group of people that also want to keep it local and silly. But the know? fact that, that the local area government... Uh, community is helping and wanting you to do this is just going to lend to the success of the business. It's not like you're you're fighting that. Like you are part of that, and then they want you here, and the community wants you here. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> it, it's true, though. Like I, it went very smooth from us looking at this place to looking at other places to how this advanced. So I think it's very much uh, our way to go. I so, think it's the way we're supposed to go. So- Kind of part two of why we're here is you've got a Kickstarter going on. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Kickstarter. All (laughs) right. So we're looking for the Kickstarter to uh, build out our beginning phase uh, to help us fund the beginning phase of our build out. Yep. We're in the process of getting a SBA pass through as well. So it's, it's in the works. Um, we're looking at, you know, a lot of different avenues because we knew it was going to be more than any of us could burden. 
to yeah. get one, individually. And that's that's why we came together as a team. To I do mean, this. you're you're renovating an entire building, basically. Essentially, yeah, tore out a lot of walls, made it open. We also like the the Kickstarter idea because it gets everybody involved. Everybody has a stake. Everybody can be happy. Can everybody has yep. Everybody can be part of the story, mm-hmm. and so that's what the neighborhood hive is. This isn't going to be the only one. We're going to do this in other neighborhoods too. So get Turns. everybody pumped. All of these neighbors <laughs> here <laughs> that are lined up well, along our, get one. they are so looking forward Karen. to us being here, riding their cars, bringing their pups. This They're is, already customers and, and just loyal, you know, fans. <clears throat> so, you know, non-monetary, if you hear about us, just tell Pass everybody that you know. Um, if you want to come and do some shopping, we are set up here on Saturdays. Our anchor businesses, the Beanhole, Hello Bulk Market, and Oleo Skin and Beard will be slinging at market style for a little bit until our place is built out. Um, and we have a couple different phases. We need to get this build out done, and then we're looking at raising some funds for our commercial kitchen to support local food entrepreneurs. So the Kickstarter starts today. It goes through June 26th. What's your goal? What What's the goal with the Kickstarter? Our goal is 47.5. Okay. A nice I, I lied earlier to somebody. And they're at about 2,300 <laughs> right now. We're feeling pretty solid. Like, it makes us really happy. Not that bad at least for the for, first, what, hour or two? I don't look. Especially see. since it was directed incorrectly from what Derek said, and now he's... That, Our now QR fixed. code has been going to something else. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for donating how it. you found it. <laughs> Uh, Jamaica's po- a powerhouse. Uh, we've yeah. posted the QR code, haven't we, Julia? I think we've got Sweet. that. Yeah. So we've, we've I think posted. we got the correct one. Thank hopefully. you so much. <laughs> oh, it's gone up. It's now 2,516. Oh, You've gone up another 200. Nice. That's amazing. We're that's so I think the QR code honest. was right. It was just directing to the wrong oh, place. That's, di- yeah. that's actually directly from I just our went to the Neighborhood Hive's Instagram page and then clicked the link in the bio, and then there's a big, fat Kickstarter link. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's that awesome. Uh, yeah, we were... We're super stoked for opening up all of our educational classes, getting roasty with Jed, learning about coffee, getting soapy with Jen and Derek. So we got, I got to say. Yeah, how nerdy do you want to get? We've done two or three soap classes. So Chris and I yeah. did the very ah, first one. That's right. At, at so we've done. Shades. We've done. Shades we've done. And we blew oh, wow. out the electric. Yeah. We've done three. <laughs> all your but I've, so all you and Chris did one at Shades. And it then Jess and place. I did one with Jen. The wine one. The wine, the wine one. one. And then we did one with Heather and one with Josh for Just friends. before COVID. Josh, Just, was a, Josh was in January and then COVID hit March. Do you remember that? Just before COVID, we had our group of friends... And we did that private soap class. Oh, yeah. You. That was a party. That was crazy. You guys are, yes, that was a fun class. But yeah, that we one need that to Chris do that and I again. did in Shades, that was so much fun. And that was the first, I, that's the first one we had done. Yeah, that you and I did. That was so much fun. That's because you it guys is fun. do the beer and I do the wine. And it's Stay fun. in your own lane. It's, you know, and that's what this is going to be so great about. You know, so many people get into coffee. Like, you know, you can just come and talk about coffee for two hours and that's two hours that you forgot everything else. You know, you can come in and all you're concentrating is what color do I want my soap and what do I want it to smell like? You know, you're getting in that creative area and that creative mode. Are you going to have a nice little, like, lounge area for people to just come and vibe? We are. There's Put even going to be some... on the wall, some local artists. Heck yeah. It's going to awesome. continue the Wild Earth Market here, too. <laughs> We're hoping. We will uh, We'll be hosting the Upstart market which is awesome. taking place right now at the Harden House downtown but that'll be transferring over here. Are you going to get back into your yoga stuff or is that kind of a thing of the past for I now? think that cork has moved. Gotcha. 
<laughs> I've seen it. It's in a, I've seen it. The move I, I, saw the, I saw the moved cork. There's a big stack of it. If yeah. you're interested, contact us. Oh. It's a really sweet deal. We well, took care you were doing yoga there for a little while. <laughs> yeah. You? Well, or at least right next to you. We do. A, so the group, all the group is very much into yoga, energy, clearing your energy, keeping those vibes high. Keeping that energy high in my Tiffany arena, and Jed specialty. are great at doing, you know, yeah, themed just drink a parties. bunch of coffee and then try and do some yoga and see how that works out for you. <laughs> Shaking sun. <laughs> Shaking tree. Shaking dog. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff, you know, it's worth mentioning on the Kickstarter. Um, you know, it is a Kickstarter to help fund you guys. Thank so you guys for bringing it out today, too. Yeah. Absolutely appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. The Utah Podcast rules. There's yes. some pretty sweet stuff on there, like, uh, you know, getting a full year worth of soap. Yeah. Oh. So some of the rewards are pretty There's cool. Some, they are. They're cool. That's um, worth a fair Do we get amount. to make our full year's worth of soap? That's a different one. That's there, not there part of the rewards, one. but... Definitely. Freaking making soap is well, so there, much fun. There is a there is a class pass available as well for soap making classes. Yeah, There's a, that's the reach go out there out there in a couple of weeks. We'll be bringing that one out. That's also the uh, program we talked about with the roasting with Jed getting roasty. That'd be uh, awesome. You and three of your buddies can come and uh, hang out and we'll drink a few that'd cups so of coffee cool. and let you pick some stuff and then could, I'll just kind of coach you through the roast and you take it home. So that's just so join cool. an after party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. So, like the soap, that's the only soap that I use. And if you remember my soap, which why would you remember just my soap? But I did the coffee one. Remember, and you helped me with it. Yeah, she totally remembers it. So I did the coffee. That little bit of cinnamon Uh in it burned your skin. Just enough. No, just no, coffee, coffee is very exfoliating, though. Exfoliate. As surprising as it sounds. No, we, Jen and I, nerd out on coffee bars, by the way. So, oh, Chris loves anything that practically scrapes the skin off. Mm-hmm. So that's the only soap that I've used since that class. Like, I won't let the kids... I won't oh, let yeah, I'm very protective him. of my bar. It's my lasted soap. him three years. Oh, my gosh. I was in the shower the other day, and I ran out of my bar of soap, and I had Chris's, and he's like, what, you don't want to use mine? And I was like, just go grab me a bar. And he grabbed me the top, which I save, and I'm like, you're making me use the top, though. That's the pretty part. <laughs> and so it's starting to wear down and get all smooth, and it doesn't have the cool peaks. And oh, my- So... One of the rewards actually is the the year of soap, but then there is another reward where the classes, and that yep. you do you get to come in through, same as Jed, three of your closest buds, and you get to make I that soap that you guys get. Mm-hmm. I take, take home. it on home. My favorite looking soap that you ever did was the pumpkin bread. Oh, do you remember that? Yes, it was uh, pumpkin nut. Pumpkin and nutmeg with sexy cinnamon fragrance. And, that, and you That's sold it. You it was like when it. you were at the market, the farmers market. And we got one. That looks so cool. You could practically eat it. Bristol oh. has a really cool one right now. I can't remember what it is, but it's like... It's Cuban tobacco. The Cuban is it? Tobacco. It's the yeah. tealy, brownie, swirly. That's such a good pretty. bar. Uh, the one that we have right now, so we... Jed and us have kind of tweaked oh, it a little yeah, bit we where found, we get his. We found a nugget that Ooh, we didn't know yeah. about before. Tell him about the Yeah, so uh, we started... I do a lot of uh, cold brewing, obviously, you know, and so... Occasionally, I get a really good crema on top of that cold brew when I'm doing a 10 pounder or something like that, big batch. And uh, I've I've got my my blade and kind of scraped the crema off of that, and without getting too much grounds in there, just a little bit, but not too much. And then we've been making some. And so what that that does is the coffee grounds are not as big, so it doesn't like scrape scrape. It has a little softness to it that's amazing. Wait, wait, wait. 
So you use the crema in the soap? Cold brew crema. But you don't just like put that in a cup and give it to me instead? Well, it's the, it's at the, you know, it's like the top of the dreg. So. Yeah. Said it's a hundred pound batch. Right. <laughs> so it, that's a lot. No, 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 ten, ten, ten pounds. These are ten pounds. Yeah, these are ten pounds. The crema though, it's just, it's oh, the, so, so the other stuff that we, yeah. we typically use, uh, we, we figured out a while ago that the grounds were too hard to render down. But at the bottom, like the stuff that I don't bottle is really thick, like a pudding. So cold brew pudding that's what was we the even other call one. The pudding. Cold brew pudding, and that's what we were using for so, a long time. But oh. the crema was just something that I was like, oh, what? Is it like be- a folded in gently, or you just mix it? No, nope, this is know. an immersion blender. So oh, you yeah, know, it gets in there. It's like pudding. Soft. It's it like lotiony. Just smell. Sil- like it's like a then. silty. Yeah, the, it's really. And good. the <laughs> coffee came through. It's a vanilla espresso, and. It is. It's divine. fantastic. You have to be careful not to eat it. It sounds. It's good. that kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I don't like coffee, so don't don't hate me on that. But no, I love the smell of coffee, and he doesn't make it often enough. Mm-hmm. So I like to get the coffee soaps, but I don't like the how rough they are. So that's a good one for me. Uh, then. Yeah, it's it's a little mellower for sure, and I think that the cold brewing the the grounds get saturated quite a bit better oh, yeah. over you know the twenty four hour cold yeah, brew process. So they're we, they're a little softer. When we travel, like I have my soap thing because I have to have my oleo soap. Oh, I, I can't it. use the soap anywhere. The like I have to have it. Rough. Oh, but I yeah. shave with it. I use it in my hair. It I changed put it on for my us face. too. You can slice every time you get a bar of soap from us too. You can slice like slivers off of it. You know, so we'll take a bar with us everywhere. We wash our hands, you know, camping, you know, we just wash them out of the back of the... What's well, nice, because I just use the one bar for, like, everything. Yeah, you can put it on everything, everything your face, everything. everything. All of it. All it's of the things. Stuff. Wash all of the I things. I can't wait for us to soap I wash my masks with it. So I rub the soap on the inside of my mask, and then I scrub it, and then rinse it out. And then it Does smelled. a little bit of the smell stay in there? Yeah. Just a little bit. Not enough to like be annoying, but just enough that you're just like, oh, Did you just, I used blank bar on this, this mask. Did so. you just say you can't wait till we can soap together again? That's what she said. That was subtle <laughs> I just awesome. wanted to make sure that's what I heard. That's she my just, funnest she part just, about all this is just getting people in. Because and she getting, loves our group of friends. They're the best. They are. Well, that soap class that we did and everybody brought the wine and the whiskey. And, and we had. The, the and it wasn't even the drinks. Everybody's person. So were so fun. Fruits and you guys all know each other for so long. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I've known my dad my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Jeremy longer than you have, though, so I still be so, you. True. <laughs> known him a longer person. <laughs> so i got to ask, what is your favorite soap of all the soaps you've ever made? If you had to pick one. The lavender peppermint rose clay. Monkey farts. <laughs> you just want to say that. I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, Chris, I'm not gonna lie. Jed does love Chris lavender. Chris loves lavender, so I bet if you put something grind like if you put some sawdust in a lavender, that'd be Chris's bar. <laughs> I, I like the shells. I like the ground up like walnut shells are really good. Uh, yeah, we've you know, bathing habits. I've gotten to know people by their bathing habits He'll, and I love it. He's he's like, babe. I need you to scrub my back, and he hands me the bar that has all the the grindy stuff in it, and then I just sit there and basically itch his back with or scratch his back with oh, with it until he's really like, until he's like, okay, thanks. And it's like all red, and he's like, oh, <laughs> it feels great. Well, and I do like that you warn, you know, I and mean, you guys don't do nearly as many abrasive bars now because people don't like them because they're weird, and not narcissistic. It just me. takes one slice of a nipple, and then you got to call yeah. it down. <laughs> And it's over. <laughs> but like, I've heard you tell people like, these are really, really abrasive. They're going to scratch you up. 
And then they still bring him back like, yeah, it's Scratch Man. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I told you it was going to do that. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, I love. But, you know, that moves people stuff. right into come take a soap class with us. You know, and then when they actually see the walnut husks and you put it in your soap and I tell them you only need a pinch, you know, and they want to put like, like a quarter of a cup, you know, and <laughs> so that the soap classes really bring a lot of that to light for people. I, I think I probably put about a quarter of a cup in my last batch. I was actually surprised that coffee is scratchy. It's terrible once it goes through the soaping. Like, I'm just the saponification. It's so sharp. I love the coffee in mine. And remember, I sprinkle it on top. I know you went berserk. I with love it. it. Oh, I just it's oh. awesome. Yeah, Jeremy and Chris are over here bleeding in the showers. <laughs> I mean, that is weird. That dudes, I have rough skin. Derek too. They love the. I love it on my scalp. I love the exfoliation. Just right in my skin. It just stimulates. It makes your uh-huh. skin feel alive afterwards. Uh-huh. That's when you just use like the mint or the. Um, Something chilly, uh, yeah. Something Mint like and that. coffee, so it burns and scrapes at the same time. <laughs> hey, cool. Burning and scraping—that doesn't sound no. That doesn't sound pleasant to me. I like, I like, I, I like that I can get in there and I can shower with it and I can use it and it smells all great. And then I walk out into the day and there's not that res- like I'm not walking around. I'm not getting into an elevator with someone and they're like, oh. She's, she's, that's too much. Cologne bomb. Yeah, where were we? We were somewhere and somebody walked past us and we were like, oh, and we were outside. Like, I like that <laughs> the scent is enough that it, it can stick with you. Like, it'll stick a little bit in your hair. Like, if you pull your hair around and smell it, um, it'll stick with like your socks if you put the oil on and then you put socks on right after. Like, your socks will be smelly. But like, you don't smell. Like, you're not over-smelled. Well, isn't this, you know, corporations, right? We lost track. Like, if there's not a human filling up each and every jar and sniffing it, how do we know that that fragrance isn't too much? So you walk into a candle store, and this is why I do this. I get migraines from fragrances. So there's a there's a level. And if you take a soap class or a candle class, we say, okay, we can fragrance this anywhere from 1% to 7%. And... You start to learn. It doesn't have to be. spill the fragrance. We it's, need to do oh, the candle no. class because we haven't done that. So we need to do the candle the class. The fragrance, especially the lab-created fragrance, right? Because we go over what's the difference in essential oils and what with fragrance oils. But a fragrance oil will stain your entire life. Forever. For like years. Can't get rid of it. It's like skunk. You just can't get rid of it. Tomato juice baths. That's it. So what is the what's the way to get a hold of the Kickstarter? How can people donate to your Kickstarter? Okay. Couple different ways. Like Julia perfectly said, you can go to our Instagram account right now and click the link in the bio on our Instagram. It will bring you right there. If you already have an account on Kickstarter and you're used to that, you can search out the neighborhood hive. Um but basically if you go to Olio, the beanhole, hello bulk. The link is anywhere in any of their bios. You can go out there, and uh, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, you can choose a level that you'd like to donate at, and each different pledge level. You can just donate. You don't have to get any kind of reward. Um, but you can also choose uh, a reward tier, and based on how much you donate, you could you know, attend the after party, which I assume is a grand opening party, essentially. Right. Um, or have the classes, or soap for a year, or... Uh, even as little as a T-shirt, or you can just donate because you want to see an awesome, you know, small business incubator open up in Sugar House. And what yeah. are the levels, Chris? What are the donation levels? I'm oh, sorry to put you on the spot right like that. 
Oh, you know, I it's don't okay. know them by heart. They are them. on the Kickstarter page. It starts at twenty, um, and you can even you can donate a dollar. Right. Um, yes. Just these packages we have set up. So twenty with um, a signed card from us. Uh, there's a T-shirt. We there's chose a... some really good quality market bags that will actually hold your um, mason jars, uh, like the Harmons bags. Um, there's there's some classes. Gift, there's a gift basket, a local's favorite gift basket. Basket. Yep. Um, the classes, the soap. There's um, let's see. Uh, there's a T-shirt, like you said. There's a sticker and an art card. So lots of different stuff. And again. You don't hey, have to donate at one of those levels. If you just want to donate, just donate. You and Kickstarter, you know, is a very organized platform. They have tips and stuff for you. They recommend no more than eight rewards because it's too much for people to choose. Right. Yeah, from. they can't really decide on the reward levels and stuff like that. And so. it's it's hard. You don't want to assume people are gonna five hundred dollars to a thousand. So you want to say, all right, what's for twenty dollars? What's right? And you every know, every little donation helps. It like, really does. Even if it's just an Instagram, a Facebook post, even if you just tell a friend, it it goes so far in Utah. Yeah, it really Salt Lake. Well, we're I mean we're a, a a big small community, basically. We are. So, well, and, and the people that support local seem to support all the local, not just one. So it's a it's a tight knit community. Yet yeah, it's broad. And I, I think a lot of people are just excited to support local businesses. They'd rather see their money stay in the community. Yeah. I mean, when you walk into a place and you're addressed by name and every time something's purchased, like somebody is very happy that you helped, you know, there's a there's a different passion that comes with it. There's a personal thing that comes with right. the well, local. I can say I've never gotten a hug from anybody buying soap at Walmart. But every time I buy soap from Jen, I get a big because hug and a smile. you don't want a hug from the person selling I've tried soap to hug Walmart. people at Harmon's if I buy soap there. They're not. Just, you got arrested. Gets a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have had security come up to me once or twice is all I'm saying. But I, it's, it's also nice. Like it's, it's probably nice for you to see your products out there, but I'm proud when I'm using a product that I know was made with love and care and by someone local there's somebody responsible for it and that's my biggest thing you know i want when i buy something and i'm not satisfied which isn't very often but i like to talk to somebody about it that doesn't really exist anymore and that's right. what's here you know coffee you want a specific coffee go talk to jed he'll talk to you for an hour about well, or, to dark or, or you don't know what you want. You tell him, hey, I'm in the mood for something like this, maybe a little sweeter. Some, he'll special. He'll make it special just for you. Whereas you walk into Starbucks. Don't say Starbucks. Whatever's yeah. on the... Well, it's a, I mean, it's a lost... Uh, it, art, being an artisan is a dying thing in this, in this and it country is. in particular. And it's, it's not very easy for small businesses to make it, too. You know, this is kind of why we're doing it. Unless you are somebody who's willing to get up every single day. Where do I find a business card? Where do I find a banner? Where do I, who's local doing this? My packaging. Oh my gosh, now these caps don't come with my yeah, jars. Which it's- which which market can I go to to try and sell my stuff? How do I afford my own space? Uh, you know, to, to be able to open a business so that I don't have to go to 12 markets a week to try and sustain, you know, this thing that I'm trying to do. Uh, I I'm I I, I I'm super excited about the the aspect of the neighborhood hive that is helping businesses really get a good head start. I think it's just 
it's a really, really cool thing that you guys are doing, a really good concept that we just don't have. Craft Lake City is not that, right? It's great. Craft Lake City is great. But and it, it's getting there. Craft Lake City just this year has started a small business management company. You can go to them and receive some schooling. But again... There's yeah, three people, there's three businesses here that have walked that walk. Yeah, you know? school, look, school is great, but school does not actually, I don't think, adequately prepare you to really open your own business and giving people a space where they can rent a small, you know, stable space to have a brick and mortar, if you will, for some time while they figure out if they're actually going to be able to make it and actually be able to build their own brick and mortar or get their own space. That's that's a really amazing or thing. get that real or even assistance. That, that, that weekend that you didn't sell one thing and then you come back in Monday and you have other business. Don't worry about it. You know, in two weeks, it's going to those ebbs and flows that are so, so scary. That's that, that real time help that you'll be able to provide people because when they're having that bad time and they're sitting there and you can see that they're struggling, you can go over and say, Gonna, hey, have you don't, tried don't this? close. Have we're going to show back up tomorrow, and we're going to push yep. at it again. Yep. Well, Jen, thanks for having us out here. Yeah, I'm, we're I'm, so excited. You guys, they've had... I, it's hard for you, you know, listeners to hear, but we've had ebbs and flows of people, and I bet in the time that we've been recording this in the last little over an hour, there's probably been 100-plus people Tumped walk through. through here. Walking in and out. Yeah, I think people are very excited to have this corner... Let's see what our Doing final count fun. is. Okay, let's see where we're at. We're, we're wondering if Coop can give a, give a shout out for our t-shirts. Yes, yeah. he sure can. Okay. Um, also, you should get your t-shirts. <laughs> All right. You're awesome, yeah. Coop. Yep, looks like about 2,500 for today's. So 2,500 so far. That's not too bad for the first few hours. And that's not counting all the cash you've made from all the shirts you've been selling. Yeah. This is awesome. Fantastic. This is great. Looks like you sold a lot of A lot of of this, our first round of money is to pay these folks that have already started. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not cheap. Like the building is here. You don't have to build it, but. I mean, really, building the building. You got to rebuild small, the inside. That's well, a small part. It's of what like goes they take it. down one wall, and that's like three thousand dollars. And then you put up another wall, and then it's like twelve thousand. Yeah. Renovation is actually more expensive than new build. I'm oh, yeah, sure Jeremy can attest to that. Can be. It yeah. sure can be. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how Jeremy would know. It's not like he's an architect <laughs> or anything. Yeah, he's just talking <laughs> out of his butt. <laughs> it's uh, it's considerably more, especially a commercial renovation, uh, especially right now. Let's be honest, like, if you've driven around anywhere, you've seen the amount of building that's going on, because especially in, in Salt Lake, it's just not just residential, but commercial as well. It's the, the This area is growing so fast. So uh, costs of everything have skyrocketed. Um, you know, luckily, you don't need a lot of lumber inside of there because right. you're a commercial. You get a lot of get a lot of metal studs. Yeah. And so it's I mean, a, which is funny, the, the stud situation right now is so backed up. Studs are very expensive by the day. The amount is going up. It just so happened we have some experienced contractors. They had some left over from a job before. That's awesome. You know, but all of that stuff, that's so easy to put a small business under. Oh, yeah. Or to stop something. Or to completely stymie and make it go, you know, I mean, this is a question, right? Like, when are you guys anticipating this space being done? August. Loosely. Hopefully. Wow. That's not bad. No. That's not bad at all. 
It's really not. That's so quick. Are you guys, so in the absence of a, a storefront, Oleo in particular, I know you guys do a lot of online stuff and I know you have some other, um, you know, wholesale business that you guys do. Are you, at this point, are you guys producing out of like your garage? Uh, until we are. We brought it back to home. <laughs> back. Just to like, but yep, very first couple times we ever met you guys, you know, we're back to the days where we're producing in our house and we go out in public and people want to sniff us. Yeah. Are you, are you going to do any of the markets and stuff this summer or is this building? This will be our, this will be our project. We're doing one market this summer. It's called the wild earth market. We love it because they always, all of the artists agree to donate some of their proceeds this year. It will be benefiting tree Utah. Um, and that will be June 12th at Embers on Salt State Street, 6 to 12. It's nice. Well, nice. It's a cool market. So you guys are the, the core people for the neighborhood hive are going to be doing, um, basically a parking lot market. Are you inviting other people to come to that or is it just going to be the three of you? We are. Uh, we've reached out to some people. We've told any vendors if they want to come and set up, they're welcome to zero fee. Just come and hang with us. Um, anybody is welcome. We're going to kind of make it loosey-goosey. It is from 8 to 12. We decided as a group that we would like to be out of here before the 90 degree. Before well, especially with in. apparently this summer is going to be like, like we're sitting here in 100 degree weather with popsicles and, yeah. try, you know, Julie was helping out and she got me nice and cooled off with some water and that's that's what we need. So <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anybody who hears this or anybody around who has a tent and wants to sell some stuff, you don't even need a tent. If you want to sell some stuff, come join you us. If you want to sell in the sun, you can do that, too. Sell it out of yeah. your trunk. <laughs> your like a trunk coat. or treat. Look, yeah. I, will tell, I will say this. If you show up in a weird truck with free candy written on the side, I don't think they're going to let you I think sell they're, Yeah, I think they're going to protect the community from yeah. you. So, you know. There are standards, guys. The, yeah. the only truck that we like to have around here is Bessie. That's right here. That's the Hello Bulk truck. Um, and she will be here every Saturday also. But awesome. Yes, this awesome. is the truck we like. Little Bessie. Perfect. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for letting us come. Oh, my gosh. Are you crash kidding me? Party and be thank part you of guys it. so much for being the party and <laughs> being involved in all of this local stuff. And oh, We love you guys to death. We'll do anything we can to support you. Yep. So. Thank you. There's only a few people we say that about. So. Yep. Uh, if you well, guys... we all know your families at this point, so yeah. <laughs> well, we're basically. So what's this? This is four times. So we've had Sim Gill on three. We've had these guys on four. These guys are we don't have you time. on more than once if we don't like you. Guys you guys hold the record this Ooh. now for the most yep. time. You just, yeah, you were tied with Sim now. Yeah, you've passed now it. you've passed up yep. the DA of Salt Lake. Yep. Right. <laughs> There's reason for my ego to be getting bigger now. Shots fired, Sim. Shots fired. That's right, Sim. Come on. Step up your game. <laughs> Can't uh, wait to see you all come walking through the doors. I'm so excited and be in classes with us. And I'm, I'm so freaking. Yeah, excited. we gotta do it. We gotta do a candle class. I gotta either get the ladies. Well, Josh will be mad. I'll probably have to do it with couples because if I if I just have Josh. the ladies, Josh always gets <laughs> mad. <laughs> Josh is a lady at heart, basically. Um, he might be. Uh, if you guys want to okay. help out, again, you can go to their Kickstarter from, you know, Olio, Hello Bulk, or, or the Bean Holes Instagrams. Or the Neighborhood um, Hive. Or the Neighborhood Hive. Just go to Kickstarter and search for the Neighborhood Hive and you'll, you'll find it. It's the only one. Um, it's, uh, a lot of different levels. Go, go help and support these guys. Uh, if you like the episode and, and want to share it, we appreciate that. They'll appreciate it, I'm sure, especially while the uh, Kickstarter is still going. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, you can find us on social media at TNU Podcast, uh, or you can go out to our website, thenewutah.com. We'll have links to the Kickstarter there as well. We have a Kickstarter um, section on our website. We'll, yeah, we'll and this will be put up in there. there. Thank you. And That's what's your address yeah. one more time? What's the address? Um, of this building. Of the, uh, yeah, of this building. Yeah, what's our the address physical of, address yeah, this building, not is the 2065 East, 2100 South. Okay. It's, it's 21st and 21st. It's across the street from where Blue Plate was. It's still yeah. there for well, whoever. The loved. building is still there. <laughs> if you know where Blue Plate was, it's, it's across the street. It's just right there. We're right across the street from the brand new Mountain America. Yep. Look for the purple railing. <laughs> Luckily, that won't be there that much longer. <laughs>